Hey everybody, welcome back to Punk Till I Die, episode number four. Wow, I'm, we made I'm it one, to four, Tom. We made it I to know, number four. No. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and that other voice you hear in the darkness is uh, Liverpool Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing okay. How did you know I was in the dark? Because I am. Are you? Yeah, I have I my own. I, I have a studio. I you have like ambiance. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're, that's you're exactly. Like, it. Uh, you're so god, you just sit around in the dark all the time, right? Yeah, me and my cat's looking at me. Yeah, exactly. Great. The only light in your house is black light. <laughs> so, what well, have you been up? What have you been up to? Anything exciting since we last spoke? Um, after the adventures of Fest, uh, no. You've been licking your wounds. Uh, yeah, k- kind of. Just still getting over the anger. Um, I know that's not entirely true because you were te- you were drunk texting me yesterday during the day, and like uh, you were you were drunk during the day yesterday. So I know you haven't entirely been staying home. <laughs> no, I'm embarrassed. Um, no, hey, that's it, all right. That's what that's when the real that's when the real opinions come out, dude. The that's what's midday drunk texts. That's what's that's what Saturday afternoons are for, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, I was just, I was actually pretty jealous. Yeah, that's the English in me, see. Um I, you know and you know what I didn't in number 3 I didn't want to make out um if I did come across that I had a shitty time at fest cuz I didn't I had a great time at fest. Yeah, I think um, we got to that. Yeah, but I yeah. think we I think we got around to that the, that you enjoyed it and you would do it again. You just Yeah, for sure. just feel a little out of place with the modern scene such as it is. These damn kids these days. Exactly. I don't understand. I mean, it. You, you know what it's a bummer too because you don't you don't really I mean, it's not like you really want to be part of that scene, but you don't really want to admit to just being the part of the rebellion scene, and that's it either. You know, you're kind of trying to find a happy medium between keeping one foot in the current state of punk rock and one foot in the classic state of punk rock. Once you go all in one way or the other, it's probably all over. Well, you, yeah, you're exactly 100% right about that, Tom. It's, uh, yeah, if the only gig you go to every year is Rebellion to see the same bands that you've been seeing for the same 30, for 35 years. Every, every then, year there's one less yeah. band member because one of them went to the Great Beyond. Exactly, right? Exactly. So I, yeah. I, I don't want to be that, but um, I, I don't know how much I relate to the kids in the scene today. But I still had a, I still had a great time. Oh, and there was one thing I wanted to say. Um, I said, I think on the last one, that... The Saturday night uh, main show seemed uh, emptier or something than the, than the Friday night, and I guess I must have been wrong about that because a Saturday night was the only one to sell out. So, hmm. so maybe it was just there was fewer maybe, punks in the in the street that I saw walking around because they were it all sold in the out, venue. But they all just were passed out drunk somewhere. Maybe or maybe they were all in the venue already. So I didn't see as many people like milling about, you know, outside. So oh, oh anyway. you couldn't see actually in the venue, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, we were walking around so. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't take it. I don't think it, you came across as unduly disparaging of the event. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, it's you know, and, and you know, we said that it's not, it's not your event, it's not our event, and that's fine. No, you tr- that's true, man. That's true. Very, very true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, man. I, I have not been to any shows since last time we talked. I, uh, I can hear my dog barking. Why won't somebody let the freaking dog in? <laughs> um, but I. Uh, I had a I had a nice weekend. My my uh, my wife every year goes like shopping with some girls this time of year, including my buddy Scott's wife. So we went out Friday night and got into it a little bit. Which nice, was pretty where'd, pretty rare around where'd, town. Where'd you go? Just right here locally, a little bar. Okay, your local played, kind of thing. Where they all know you? Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah unfortunately, I was gonna say I'm not I'm not exactly Norm, you know, from Cheers or something, but it's a small town. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am like everyone at the at my local. They all know me, and <laughs> the Irish, he starts, the Irish joint. Yeah, he still pouring me a pint <laughs> as soon as they see me walking in. You know. Well, you know, one of some of the, one of the waitresses has been working at bars around town here. And this town, when I moved to this town, it was less than three thousand. Now it's like 
4,500. Hmm. So it's, I mean, it's a small town, right? Yeah, I think you could say 45,000 there for a no, second. No, no. <laughs> but one of the waitresses is about like my mother's age, but she's literally been serving us since we were 21. We walk in, she's like, hi, honeys. You know, it's just like, oh, jeez. <laughs> we're home, yeah. Pretty much. But, you know, I left my car there and <laughs> we were going to amble home, but my daughter came and picked us up, so... It was good. It was, That's it was, cool. Yeah, it was fun. I did, I've done some. I've done some record shopping. We could probably get into that a little more later. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a pretty nice weekend. My my oldest son came over. We I played video games for like two hours, which is like a whole year's worth for me. Oh, watched, I have, I have to some horror uh, movies. It was good times. I have to ask what uh, what kind of video games do you like to play? So he brought. I don't like to play any. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not a gamer at all. Um, I mean, I had like an Atari 2600 as a kid, mm-hmm. but that was like the extent of my gaming. I just was never, I was always a music guy. I never was a gamer, you know? Um, but he has one of these, uh, Nintendo switches. Okay. I've heard of so it. Never, I, never so, seen one, but okay. Well, all four of us can play at once, I guess is the bottom line. So we played this game called super smash bros, which is, you just basically beat the crap out of each other. Excellent. And, but it's cartoony, you know, and yeah. then we did a little bit of uh, Mario Kart. Okay. Which is like a race car game, but that's yeah. I don't. I am not. I am not. Matter of fact, they're like, "Well, let's play this next one." I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna." I'm, yesterday was really nice. We've had some winter weather here in the Midwest, as you know. It has. Sucked. But yesterday the sun came out and it was nice, so I went out and and uh, like I said, I went and did some record shopping. And a friend of mine that I wasn't expecting to be there was working, so it was it was fun. It was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've done. Uh, yeah, I've had no gigs either this last couple of weeks. Um, I got Dillinger Four is coming up at the Metro next week. That should you gonna, be. You gonna make it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I like Dillinger Four and I love the Metro, so that that could be a good night. That's on a Thursday, I think. And then uh, early December, Mast Intruder are coming through. They're playing a northern suburb, so they're not yeah, playing yeah. in the city. They're playing in Barrington, which is a weird. I mean, place you're in a northern suburb. How far is that from you? It's uh, about another right forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, forty-five minutes northwest. Yeah, Ooh, um, forty-five minutes northwest. Yes, sir. Yikes! So I mean, it's it's basically it's pretty close to my work actually. Um, okay. So so, so anyway, it's getting close to Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. And and actually, the night before, Old Firm Casuals play at Reggie's with Madball. Yeah, I would. So. I would. That now that's a show that I would like to go see. I don't think I'm going to make another trip this. Year. I don't think I'm going to be able to make another out of town trip this year. But I'm going to see Madball here in December on that same tour. But they're not no no uh, old firm casuals. Unfortunately, it's okay. kind of like a stacked up. There's a Chicago band called Karma opening, like K H A R M A, like a heart, uh, Chicago hardcore band. And there's a couple local hardcore hmm. bands. It should be cool. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm having that issue. And even so, I'm probably going to go to a show tonight. Um, there's like a metal show, and and I was real. I was shut up, dog. What's the dog called? Uh, Sheena. Sheena. All right, love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have two daughters, and I brought that name up for both of them, and it never flew. I, I literally said both my daughters. I said she either be Sheena or Ramona, and it never flew. So my dog is Sheena. She's a pup rocker. Yeah, I've got my my cat. Little one is called Ivy from Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Yeah, so. it's uh yeah you know I give my dog a punk name at least, even if my kids know, but uh, yeah there's there's a metal bill in town tonight right a really the headliners are Belfagor or something like that and Suffocation. Oh Suffocation my god, it's like an old school death metal band that I I would like to see again. I saw them once years ago, but I'm like ah it's five band bill right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to go stand there for five bands. It's like twenty five, thirty bucks or something. That's but a com- apparently that's a commitment, been, man. That's a commitment because you'll be there well, for like five hours. Sell- it hasn't been selling well at all. Okay. So I was actually able to get free tickets. 
Um, and there's two bands in a row that I want to see, which is Necronomicon and Suffocation. And those are really <laughs> the only two bands on the bill I want to see. But they're playing back-to-back, and so like from 8 to 10 they're playing. So I'm probably going to go over there. I tried to talk my son to come with me. He's not interested, so I'm probably going to fly solo. And that's the same thing with that Madball show. I just don't really have anybody. Yeah. And I probably will run into a couple people over there. You can't get Scott uh, to go and see Mad Bull with you? Nah, he's not a big hardcore guy. Okay. Grand has got to actually, there's, I, I didn't, wasn't really, hadn't been paying attention, but there's lately, there's been a pretty decent little hardcore scene evolving. I mean, it's small, of course, you know, like every hardcore scene. But, uh, so that should be an interesting show. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. But the, as far as tonight goes, I could so, I didn't pay for the tickets, so I could so easily just not get up and go down there because it's downtown. I got to park and it's a big pain in the ass, but I, I think I will. Go over there for a couple hours. Okay, so let me ask: When you say downtown, are you talking about Grand Rapids, or are you yes. talking about a different town? Okay, so oh, it's not—it's not, it's not Detroit or some shit. Okay. No, no, no. All right, it's not that big, but it's, there's no parking. I swear, parking down there is terrible. I mean, it's not even a matter of paying necessarily. It's just there's no park. Mm. So how long is it? How long of a drive is that for you? Uh, twenty minutes or so. Oh, okay, not bad at all. Not no, bad. it and it's in Sunday. There's no traffic down. You know, yeah. it, it's fine. Yeah, and you know, it's Sunday. I should be able to find traffic, but I swear they keep or parking. But I swear they keep building these big apartment buildings. Yeah, and there's no freaking parking. I, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe one of the. Maybe there'll be a lot or something. I don't know. But anyway, I I'm pretty cheap. So if I can find a spot on the street because they don't check the meters on Sundays. Oh, on the yeah, week, that's on nice. the weekends. As a matter of fact, they don't do the. They don't generally don't do the meters on weekends. So I always try to. But it's like, how many blocks of hood do you want to have to walk through? Well, it used to be like that way in Chicago, too. They didn't used to take it on a Sunday. But when uh, Mayor Daly sold the older parking uh, mm. stuff to a private, a private company, company. yep, they now they uh, they ticket every day till about 11 p.m. in the city. It might what? be 24 hours. I'm not sure. You know, in the Magnificent Mile and shit. Yeah, because they used to, the city used to have to pay union employees big money. Right. So they didn't want to pay these union people... 35 bucks an hour to work on Sunday or whatever it was. Yeah. And now the private company, they don't care. They're not paying overtime or they're not yeah. paying union wages. They'll have people work all the time. Exactly. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm a municipal worker. So I have a little sympathy for the, you know, the way these things work. We hate to see things privatized. That is not, that is not something we like, even though sometimes I think <laughs> it works better, but. Well, especially something like that. And and as it turned out, Mer Daly probably he could have doubled the price. They played a really cheap price. They played something like thirty million or something like that, and you know, for like twenty, like twenty made, years. Made that back in their first year. Yeah, in the first year. Yeah, something like that. It was like a ridiculously low. So there was obviously some money changing hands under the table. Oh uh, yeah. No, you're telling sh- me there's corrupt in Chicago. There's <laughs> yeah. corruption in Chicago politics. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that terrible? Who Can't could have seen it. that coming? Yeah. It's like Detroit. I mean, every you know, it's it's just it's just constant jail sentences for. Yep. officials yep but oh well so, all right go ahead no you go ahead no i was gonna well, say so so did you like i i think i last week i said oh listen to the meteors let's see let's see what you thought of that did you did album, you dig yes. that yeah in heaven I by liked, the meteors yeah yeah i liked it quite a bit um I'm, I'm not really a huge rockabilly psychabilly guy but in small quantities i can enjoy it and i definitely think that was well done and i dug it I would uh, definitely listen to it more if I if and when I have the time. Okay, well that's good. I mean, I'm glad what, you en- I'm glad you enjoyed it. You've been into them since they started, or what? Pretty much, yeah. They they um they formed I think in like 1980. They're like the uh, 
like a lot of people say the cramps are the first psychobilly band, but they really yeah. weren't. Uh, the medias were the ones that, that um, basically created the whole genre. And then there was sure. all these other spin-off bands afterwards. And so that was the first album. I think they'd had two singles before that. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking 80, 81. Uh, I saw them a bunch in 81. Uh, crazy, crazy shows. Very violent. Uh, really? Yep, very, very violent. Um, and in fact, you know, and they're still playing to this day, uh, the main guy. It's a three-piece, right? So the main the main singer, people, Fennec, um, he's still Singer with, guitar player. Yep, yep. He's, he's, he's still with the band. He's the only original member uh, still playing. But yeah, they, they still play out. They play all over Europe. Very big in Germany. The whole psychobilly scene is very big in Germany and all across Europe. And but I, I believe actually they're on the west coast right now. They're playing a couple of gigs in LA. It, I think isn't it isn't it funny that because I've noticed this too because I, I actually have a one label out of Switzerland that believe it or not will send me physical promos sometimes. It's pretty cool. I get these like big envelopes in the mail from Switzerland and it'll have a CD in it and uh, the promo materials and stuff. Um, in like a flat pack, you know, not in like a jewel case. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty cool way to do it, actually. But I, I look forward. To it. It's sporadic. I never know when I'm going to get it or or anything like that. And they the kids still love rock and roll in Europe. Yeah, definitely. And here, I, they, the kids couldn't care less about. I mean, rock and roll is dead in America. I mean, it's still filling up arena. You know, Journey can still fill arenas, but it's all full of you know old boomers. Right. Old, not old boomers, but old baby boomers, boomers. You know, good name for a band. Old boomers. There you go. <laughs> I always liked GHS Boomers. That was my string of choice. They used to be made in Battle Creek, Michigan when I was a kid. I don't know if they still are. What What is that now? String? Uh, str- oh, guitar, oh, guitar strings. string. GHS, thought... Yeah, GHS Boomers. Yeah, okay, used, gotcha. I think they're still made in Battle Creek. I'm not positive on that, though. All right. Everybody's like, oh, you got to go with the Slinkies. I mean, no, man. I use my Boomers. They're cheap, and they were made in Michigan. See, so it's so it's funny. So, you know, the media's from England, and then one of the other biggest psychobilly bands, Necromantics, they're original, yep. originally from Denmark, even though they... they are they really? Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. them. They're, they're a constantly touring band. Yeah, so I think they live over here now, but uh, okay, originally... Say, I didn't realize they were European. Yep, originally from Denmark, as were the Horror Pops, who were another great um, early... They haven't done anything for a long time, but they were a great female-fronted psychobilly band. Yeah, I, um, I remember them, too, vaguely. Yep. And then they got the Creep Show from Canada, and... Yep. Yep, they're female friend too. And the brains from from Canada. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot all over the world. It's a worldwide phenomenon. So yeah. you are, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna veer off veer off topic here yes, a sir. little bit because you used the term that certain publications have sort of banned, and that is female fronted. Oh, well. So it's... and and you see these memes. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen these memes where it says female fronted is not a genre. Have you seen these? Uh, no, I have not. And if it I did, the I, hell would, out of me because I would I never it. claimed it was a freaking genre. But I mean, how else are you supposed to describe this? So I'm like, Ben, so if I'm trying to write about a band that has a woman singer, I'm trying to basically do play Twister to figure out a way to say it. Right. Because, because like I said, some people don't like the term. They find it demeaning. I'm like, what's demeaning about it? I, I still will go on to describe what the style of the band is and what the style of the music is. I don't. I don't think it's a genre. I'm not a not retarded. I mean, oh, I just it's one of those politically correct things that makes me insane. You maybe haven't had to deal with it, but well, you I haven't. Me, man. You touched me on a hot button there. Yeah, uh, that would be a hot button for me too. The reason I even said it was because uh, f- she not only um, 
the woman from the horror pops, she not only sings, she also plays a stand-up bass, and that is oh, very nice. unusual. A to have a woman in a in a psychobilly band, but no women do play bass quite often. <laughs> no, but in a psych in a psychobilly yeah. band playing stand-up, you know, you don't you just don't see that very often. So that's why I thought it was notable. So I got no... I got a, I read a memo email type thing that said we, you know we're gonna we're gonna ban the term female fronted. And I replied with, so we're going to use what? Chick singer? (laughs) I love it. As you can imagine, (laughs) that was met with a thud. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go down too well, probably, yeah. Pretty much. But so you want to, should we play a meteor song? Yeah, you choose one because uh, you listen to it. You know, Neil and I in our private conversation have been saying, man, we're, we're talking about these these bands that were having each other listen to it, and then we're not playing the song. So, I mean, I hope some of you go through the effort to, to look it up, but we'll try to make it a little easier for you. So we're going to play a meteor song. And, and I like, I like several of them quite a bit. I thought the album was really solid. 15 songs, but let's play, uh, let's give a little taste with teenagers from outer space. This right. is from the meteors first album in heaven, which came out what year? Uh, 81, I believe. Okay, so this is the Meteors, Teenagers from Outer Space. Good choice. So that was the meteors, teenagers from outer space. So Neil, I had you listen to a great kind of—I don't want to say they're unknown, but they're a Michigan band that never really got as probably as much recognition as they should outside of Michigan. Um, you know, every state and every area has these like great hardcore bands that made a great seven-inch or two, but just kind of never 
made it in the bigger scene, and they were called State. They're from the east side of Michigan, from like the Detroit Ann Arbor our area. And I uh, had you listen to their first EP, which is called No Illusions, and I think that was eighty two or eighty three. Eighty three, yeah, eighty three. Okay. Yep. And so, what did you think about that? I have to say, I absolutely loved it from the from the first note. I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was it was surprising to me to hear they were from Detroit because if just listening to it, I thought they kind of sounded like you know the the band Blast, who I believe were from Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah um, so they sound they had a sound very reminiscent to Blast to me. So uh, that so? kind of yeah. Blast, Blast played slower though, didn't they? I mean, they were like heavier. They were almost like a proto grunge kind of thing. Well, they got to be towards the end, but their first album and their first EP, uh, it's okay. a, it, it reminded me of that because there's some metal leanings in the guitar and the vocals are, yeah, are yeah. like are dialed really back and not not up front <laughs> at all. So, but anyway, uh, state they're not the state which uh no, is, is very obvious yeah from the from the it, thing it's, it's uh, the, the pro- one of the problems in the modern era with this band is googling's a pain in the ass yeah because there's so many so bands if you google with them, you kind of have to say state band detroit even then if you say state band you're gonna get some marching yeah all marching the, uh, type stuff so you have to basically you, you google the band and the like one of their albums like state no illusions and you can and you can find it. Yeah, so and that's actually how exactly how I found it because yeah, it got confused with the state and eight oh eight state and a whole bunch of other things like that. But uh when I found it, I was very glad I did because man, it is a blaring fast nineteen, you know, early eighties hardcore songs hit fast, hit hard, and then they're done and they're on to the next one. So this was their first EP, I guess, uh, from '83. Yes, I, got, th- I think so. I mean, yeah. I should discogs it to make sure. But... No, I, I, I did. I, I, okay. I made sure. Yeah. So it's and it's seven songs, and it it chimes in at about eight eight and a half minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, I think I think the longest song is just under two minutes, and then the shortest one is like thirty seconds. So yeah, I basically uh, I loved everything that was on it. Uh, I've listened through it through about 10 times, I'd say. And in fact, I like it so much, I'm going to try and find it. Now, there you go. finding an original copy that's going for between 75 to like 120 bucks, right? If you can find it, yep. probably because it was very, very few made. But um, I did see it's... that it, it was reissued uh, in 2005 or 2006. And you, yes. can find, you can find the reissue fairly easily. You know, the, the, as a matter of fact, yeah, and cheap. And the truth is, uh, it's reissued on Havoc out of Minneapolis, which is a, or a Minnesota somewhere, I think Minneapolis, it, which is a great, great hardcore label. So it, it's definitely, they have a lot of cool stuff. And they've reissued, like, I just was listening to, my kids didn't want to get up, didn't want to get out of bed this morning. So I woke them up with Discharge's classic, <laughs> see nothing, hear nothing, say nothing. Love that. The baseline on that is insane. <laughs> and, oh, I mean, insane. Whole, you know, yeah. And I jacked it up and I was listening to the gatefold reissue on Havoc Records. Okay. So they've done a bunch of cool stuff. Anyway, you can mail order directly from them. I almost every year do a mail order from them. So, um, but, uh, I, I actually saw that band for the first time this year. Who state? They're still playing. Yeah, which is amazing. And I don't know how many original guys are in the band anymore, but it's it, a bunch of guys in their fifties. Okay. So even if they're not original state guys, they're uh, like. And I was surprised how much they reminded me of Negative Approach, actually. Okay. But a little more tuneful. A little more. I mean, I hate to say a little more rock and rolly because there's nothing particularly rock and rolly about it. But compared to Negative Approach. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's a little a little yeah. more uh, appropriate, but they were so good. 
Yeah, they are. And they the, are the singer was so intense, and I was just, I was, I was blown away. And I was, I saw him at a, of course, a little tiny dive bar. You know, there was probably, you know, a hundred people there or something. But it was really a pleasant surprise because some of these older bands, some have it and some don't. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some things about some of my very favorite bands of all time about how they don't have it anymore, and it makes me sad. But these guys have it, and and they obviously are doing it for the right reasons because they're not making any money. Yeah, they probably didn't make any money back in the day. Playing either. a tiny bar on the west side of Grand Rapids for you know for a hundred yeah. people. They're not. They're right. not. It's not exactly a good payday, but still, they just play like their lives depending on it. Yeah, and it, it's a real shame these because you said not many people have heard of them, and I, I hadn't heard of them until until you you know you you recommended it last week. So, I, and part of that might be the name. It's a it's a yeah. pretty it's a pretty crappy name to be honest. And the uh, and the EP <laughs> the EP sleeve is not memorable at all. So you know, very easy well, to pass up. It was clearly a cheapy, you know, just a black and white photo. But I mean, how many singles from back in the day, especially the hardcore singles in the eighties? That's what they were, right? Yeah, but if you if you looked like a, at a misfit single or something, you know, you'd, you'd like to stop at the sleeve, right? This one though, you'd flip yeah. it, you'd flip in the bin, and you wouldn't give it a second so, thought. You so, know what, what you're mean? saying is, State should have stolen uh, <laughs> some old, cool old school images like dancing has been doing for yeah, hundred years. Definitely something like that. But but well, it's a sh- I guess what I'm saying is though, it's a shame that more people didn't hear this. I guess that's yeah. that's where I'm going with it, right? Um, no, I, I agree. And there's you know, and and it's one of those things. Everywhere you go across America, there were there were bands like this. You know, yeah. I don't care if you're from Kansas City or you're from Topeka or you're from wherever. You know, they, they had there were local bands who put out a seven inch or two. They, and State did a lot more than that. They did three, I think, three full lengths and and a handful, a bunch of singles actually. I mean, they well, probably got I was fifteen actually, or twenty. Oh, I was actually going to ask you. Did you hear like their? It looked like they had an album both, that came I out in eighty five. I think they're called Next Life and. I can't remember, but I picked them all up over the years. So how were they? Were they just the same, or, it, or did they go more metal? You know, I think No Illusions is kind of the best because it's so compact, but they're right. good. their albums are good, too. False Power and, oh, All Wrong and False Power. Those are the those are the LPs. What am now, I thinking with Nick's Life? Is that one of the seven inches? Now, did they no. go... Did they go more metal? Because they, 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 um, they, the guitar had that, like, it could go kind of corrosion of conformity or something like that? No, I think it stayed, it stayed in the same area. It's so angry, you know? Yeah. Angry politics, angry about this, angry about that. And when they played, they did a pretty good cross-section of their material. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think they've done anything since the mid-90s. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm sure you can, you know, we were, you know, you you uh, lived in Champaign area before you came up here, and I know there were bands like that, you know, put out one seven inch, two seven. I'm pretty sure I flipped through them when I was at your. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, let me play, let me play a, a, a track off of yeah, this, yeah. Um, and then we'll and then we'll get back together and talk about that. So, okay. um, off the e off the no no illusions EP from State, I am going to play the first track, which is called Subvert. So here you go. Is that about? 45 seconds long? Uh, it's a good minute. You know, it's a, lo- <laughs> it's a long one. It's a long one. Here you go. So here you go. Subvert from uh, State. Side. You are 
So there you go. That was uh, fifty-nine seconds. Yeah, that was the track "Subvert" from State, the, the No Illusions EP. The title track is a minute twenty-two, and the last song, "Girl Violence," comes in at an amazing one minute fifty-six seconds. Oh, yeah. are you allowed to say "Girl Violence" anymore? Is that or is that know. being banned now? Okay. As long as you don't say "female-fronted violence." <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, that was good. I hope everybody enjoyed. I hope they blew their blew their hair off. So, well, it's um, a nice it's a nice contradiction too, because you know, and it, it really gives you a feeling of the wide range of what even old guys like us who are not exactly the most open-minded when it comes to what's punk and what's not it's really a wide range i mean the difference between the meteors and state is pretty wide but if it's good and it's intense and it's you know you can sort of feel that it's real it's you know it's all cool punk it's all punk to me you know well that that's that's very true no, I, I I get that completely. Yeah, if it's from the heart and it's uh yeah, it's of the it's people. Got some grittiness to it. Yeah, you know, and the media's did come out of the punk rock scene. That's for sure. I yeah. mean, they 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 cover they actually some of the singles they covered the Stranglers, they covered the Ramones. They do a really good version of somebody put something in my drink. Huh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, so, I still don't know that I can get into third wave ska, but I can you know. <laughs> get into third wave psychobilly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or first wave psychobilly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm thinking for next week, I have you listen to that violent apathy that I mentioned earlier. I don't know that it'll be super easy to find. I don't know that you can find it on your streaming service necessarily, but I know it's out there in the you know internet land. So check out Violent Apathy here today. Great band from Kalamazoo. Here today. So is that an album or is that a 45 or what? It's an EP? Song, seven inch, yeah. Okay, what's it called again? Only four songs, I think. It's called Here Today. It's got a picture of an electric chair on the cover. Black oh, nice. That's yeah. good. Here today. Okay. Like and I said, I'm, I'm definitely being nice. I think uh, maybe, maybe next week I'll try to go a little further off the beaten path, but I think... I I think you'll enjoy that. Okay, cool. And what are you thinking for me? For you, I am thinking, so there was an English hardcore band from like 85. I mean, there wasn't a lot of English bands doing American-style hardcore in the mid-80s, but okay. there was an English band called The Stupids. The Stupids. The Stupids, Just yeah. Just like yep, Stupids. Exactly, exactly. So um, what was their album or EP or what? I'm going to have you listen to the first EP if you can find it. The first EP is called Violent None, and it came from 85. Violent Nun. Yeah, Violent Nun from 1985. Wow. And, uh, and it was funny, when I when I first bought this, um, there was a famous record store in Liverpool called Probe Records. And okay. uh, the claim to fame of that place was, you know, and it was the, it was the punk rock record store, right? You, you, you know. You, you... Sure. So Pete Burns, who went, went on to become worldwide famous in the band Dead or Alive, um, okay. he used to work there. Like the same? Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yep, and that's that's when I first first got to talk to him and stuff like that. So, huh. um, he was well known. He's like the trans guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dead. Dead now, and he had a lot of plastic surgery and shit. And then okay. they had that one huge song, right? Are you yeah, spinning yeah, yeah. around, spin yeah. around, round. Yep. Exactly. Whatever, yeah. So, but anyway, he he got to be famous because he was he'd work behind a record counter and he looked completely, you know. Out, completely scary back then. He had like black contact <laughs> lenses, and he was just out. Nice. You know, he's crazy, right? So all the little, little kids were afraid to go in and get anything from him. And he'd make fun of whatever you purchased. Like sometimes he'd refuse to sell you shit. Like I've seen, I've seen people. I saw people <laughs> go. I saw people go in and try and buy like the electric light orchestra or some shit, like a yellow. And he would just, he'd say, "I'm not selling you that shit." 
and he, <laughs> and he was, so he just you know so hey i i i back him 100 percent. yeah his integrity yeah exactly i back him 100 <laughs> but it doesn't on that. seem like a very good yeah. business model you can tell he didn't own the place no huh? he no he didn't own the place no <laughs> but uh the reason i bring it up is because when i went in there to buy that stupid single because i saw it reviewed somewhere i went in and and he was behind the counter and i asked him for it he fell about laughing he thought that was the funniest name in the whole world so uh he had a good sense of humor pete it's uh you, you felt like you, you felt like you had a you you'd really accomplished something because he sort of was giving you a nod of approval exactly and a couple of years before that he'd made me feel like a complete tool so it was actually uh, <laughs> i was actually uh yeah batting 100 on that one uh Fair but enough. anyway so yeah the stupid's violent nun look for it if you can cool. find it ipswich cool yeah from ipswich uk yep so uh, anyway yeah getting back to what what you were talking about before um I've often heard you say, oh, you know, this was an unheard band from Detroit or unheard band from Grand Rapids or whatever. So what are your, some of your favorite bands from uh, like 82 through 85 that people should uh, try and find out and listen to more? Oh, man, you, you just sprung that right on me, huh? I did. I did. Well, no, you, but, well, State was one, No, no, obviously. that's okay. There's a, couple, yeah. there's a couple that come to my mind right away. And, and from from Michigan, and I, I always talk about negative approach. And and negative approach really during their first run, they did their self titled EP, their ten song EP with the uh, girl from the Exorcist face on it. So which year are we talking? That was man, they were eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. I think that was was the year their albums came out. Okay. Um, but that's the first one. But that that's not really. They've managed to tour since they got back together in the mid. Um, 2006s. I think two, uh, 2006s. They got. I think they got back together in 2006. So they've actually been able to tour quite a bit since then. So they uh, have have been able to get a little more recognition outside the state. But at the time, they were just one of those man, so intense. Uh, the EP was 82, and then their one full length was called Tied Down. Great album too. That came out in 83. Okay. Yeah, I think the, I saw... you know the EP was like ten minutes long and the album was like seventeen minutes long. <laughs> you know, it just you know, but, but that's a lot of those great '80s punk LPs were fifteen to twenty minutes long. Yeah, definitely ten songs. Yeah, um, but uh, but the, the the other one that comes to mind, and I can't remember if we've talked about this before. That's the problem with getting old. You forget about forget about what we already talked about, what we didn't. But there was a band from Maumee, Ohio, called Necros that. Uh, we're mostly associated with the Detroit scene because they're kind of like from, you know, north, uh, northwest Ohio. So they were Detroit was the closest drive for them. I think it was an hour or something. But you know, when you and I were at record shopping, you found a bootleg copy of Necro's their Sex Drive EP, which doesn't actually have a title on it, but that's what they call it because I think that was the first song on it. Um, a bootleg, but they only made a hundred of them originally, and I was thrilled to find a bootleg. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And uh yeah, and and it was 10 bucks. I was going to say it was a good price, I remember. Yeah. yeah. And I they they go for 50ish. You fool, you should have just snatched it up and say I'm buying this. Don't you can't have it. Oh, that was it. That was it. That was a You were generous in spirit and I bought it. That was at Sugar Records in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um it sounds like hell too. I mean, oh, I, it I don't it's, it's not a great <laughs> copy, but I don't know that there is a great copy. I think right. that was their very first well, I tell, well, I tell you what, mate. I tell you what. Um, that's actually 
that actually makes it for me. Um, like on that state track I just played, you can hear it was probably recorded for almost next to nothing, right? Yeah. There's, there's like a ton of, of noise in the background and shit like that. But that actually, to me, it makes it more authentic rather than to today. You hear a lot of recordings of like modern punk bands and I'm making rabbit ears with my fingers. Uh, yeah. And the, it's so, it, yeah. So they're so over engineered and oh, you know, the, you can tell the vocals have been dubbed and dubbed over yeah. a thousand times. The guitars have been dubbed over. There's like auto tune on there and that's not that doesn't get me at all that's well it, you it's, know it's funny because the one thing that makes me insane about all the new punk records and once again and i i, I if we if i've already brought this up in this little format i apologize but the vocals are too loud in the mix yeah almost all the old punk records the vocals were strained like the vocals really had to work to get their vocals heard, and I think that was part of the magic. Like you listen to the new Bad Religion album, and Greg Graff is so loud, and he has to put so little effort into singing because I mean, Grandy's older; he can't really belt it out like he used to. Um, that it just it just doesn't have the same grit to it, you know? Yeah. Like the singer should be rupturing his spleen to try to be louder than the guitar. I think part of that was because all those old bands, and and you probably can relate to this too, playing in bands when you were a kid, we never had good PA's. Well, yeah, they probably had shitty mics too. Yeah. So so to hear yeah. over the frickin' your guitar player, of course, had a half stack or a full stack, and you're sitting there with this little tinky, dinky PA, so you get used to just bellowing to try to be heard but over it, the drums and the guitar. So. But that, the, the, the singer yelling, I mean, it almost then makes it sound like it's live, and it also makes it sound like he means it, rather yeah. than oh, someone absolutely. just, you know, sitting I mean, back in the studio. Angry, but you're singing quiet, it just doesn't work, right? Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I love that about those, about, you know, all those old records, all those old hardcore records um, are, are similar to that. Now, negative. So, so, ne- so Necros, okay, so talking about Necros, so that, there was, you know, we've had this conversation privately, but, it, you know, the, these those albums were all in touch and go originally, but they were such small quantities. I mean, I think the first EP was 100. There's probably a thousand bootleg copies out there or more. Right. But only 100 of the original. But, but I don't know what the issue is. Because one of the former Necros guys still runs Touch and Go to this day, it's still an active label, but for some reason they won't reissue it, and that's like top of my top of my list of things that need to be reissued are those Necros albums, along with your uh, the Chicago band, the Effigies, which yep. their stuff is all very difficult to get too. Yeah. Um. But okay, one one more though, one more little Michigan, actually two more, one more from the eighties. There was a great band from Kalamazoo. They really only put out one seven inch and a matter of fact that's probably what i'm going to have you listen to this week if you can find it uh, but it's called uh violent apathy was the name of the band and they put out one seven inch called here today okay and it's and it's you that's... can still get that actually it's not super hard to get it's a little expensive but not terribly expensive but that wasn't you know another one of those kind of semi local bands that was just great and just probably deserved a wider audience that's a great name too yeah, I'm digging that. Yeah, I'll save the other one for later. So yeah, we'll uh, or uh, later a, a later date. But those those are the ones right off the top of my head that I would definitely recommend. You know, I love the Meat Men and and like I said, Negative Approach and there was some other great Michigan bands, but they weren't as obscure. You know, the Meat Men are not real hard. It's not real hard to find some Meat Men stuff, and most right. people are at least somewhat aware of them. But what about what about you? Well, let's see. Uh, coming from Chicago, obviously you had your big ones, right? You had Naked Ray Gun. And you had the effigies, like you mentioned, fantastic band. Who uh, I think they've, I think they did they form Homestead Records. 
I know uh, they. You know, they I have s- no idea. I think they had something to do with Homestead for they sure. They played like ten years ago, right? They were still playing. They they did some reunion shows like ten years ago or something. Yeah, they reformed in the early two thousands and played a bunch of shows. I was lucky enough to see them at the Fireside Bowl. Uh, that, was that was it. That was a was great the first show. Still going? No, it was then. It's not anymore. It's been gone. I mean, for I was, about... it was still going when they got back together. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, I think it closed finally about two thousand nine, something like that. Mm. That was a great venue too for a bowling alley. It had the best acoustics, man. That's why I think that's why there's so many live albums are being recorded there. Oh yeah, for... yeah, those live at the Fireside Bulls. They... There was a whole series, the VML series. Yeah, and they they sound Another fantastic. Another Chicago-based band, the Vindictives. Uh, he did all those. The VML was the Vindictives. The guy from the Vindictives label. What was his What was his name? Something Vindictive. Joey. Uh, Joey well, Vindictive. Well, that's funny because it was a it was a punk band from England in '77 called the Vindictives. So. Mm. Yeah. Great name for a punk band. You can understand yep. why several. You understand why several different people try to use it. And I, boy, I did. I see some good shows there at the Fireside. Uh, she's one of the best. Was who did I see? I saw the Groovy Ghoulies, the Epoxies, and there was a Japanese band too uh, that opened up. But it was like four <laughs> bands, and they were all they were all great. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So you got Naked Raga, and you got the <laughs> That's another for another time. Yeah, you got Naked Raga and the Effigies, Articles of Faith. Uh, yeah. not well, not super well known, but yeah, great, great early Chicago. See, but band. Articles of Faith, you know, their stuff has been made available again. Yeah, I'm not so did Tentacles, right? Yes, yeah, they re, yeah, they did the whole reissue of everything they ever put out. Um, and then, then you had the other, the other, you know, Big Black was, uh, yep, yep. you know, was 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 one of the other early bands. Their stuff, see, now their stuff is still available through Touch and Go. Songs about fucking. I don't remember what the other albums were but i think most of their stuff is still available okay yeah i mean they had they, they had a lot of crossover appeal because they weren't just punk right they had a lot of yeah. crossover they had appeal that sort of the, industrial thing going yeah, on the, exactly and, exactly the industrial goth thing and, well, yeah. okay what's the name of the main guy he because he's went on to be he's a big producer oh we're gonna talk about that later on if we get to okay. that steve no, albini because that's, right, that's, right, that's right that's right i got stories about that guy um <laughs> is he so he's a chicago guy he's a chicago guy yeah yeah. Yes, he is. Oh, actually, it might be Evanston slash Skokie, right in my neck of the woods, I believe. Ah. Originally, but yeah. Oh, Chicago. the stick. Yep. Okay. Chicago. Oh, so once calling, it's the police. Yeah. Don't answer yeah. it. It's yeah. It's the house <laughs> phone. Nobody answers the house phone. It's only telemarketers and You're the house a... phone is a cell phone. But we literally nobody calls us on our home phone anymore. So I won't. But oh, somebody answered it. Oh, there you go. I can't believe you still have a house phone. Well, it's like I said, it's a cell phone. Okay, uh, I have a, I have I have one child that's not old enough to have a phone yet, so you know she need, there needs to be a phone here in case she's here by herself. Sure, that makes sense. Yes, I'm not a monster, Neil. <laughs> so some of the lesser known bands that you might not have heard of before out of Chicago, um, there was a band called Life Sentence who had a who had a pretty classic early hardcore album. Uh, there's another one, yeah, Life Sentence. There was another one called Out of Order. Uh, hmm. Set oh, Rebel. That sounds vaguely familiar too. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot, right? So, like every main band that would come through, you would always see Life Sentence opening up, or you would yeah, always yeah. see Out of Order opening house, up. The house, almost like yep. house bands. Exactly. So, I mean, now you know their album is Life Sentence had one classic album, and they used basically like what, what you was know. It um, I, you know what? I do not remember. Um, the logo was like the Life Magazine logo kind of thing it's Active like from 89 to 97 or is this a different band i think that must be different because life sentence were definitely going in the early 80s mm. yeah oh no i'm sorry it's out of order i just, I just yeah Googled. yeah out of order we're from skokie i believe actually my 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 neck of the woods mm. 
Um, so that's Chicago, right? But yeah, you're right. Downstate Illinois. I'm sure there was a million bands. I know of one from, uh, I don't even know what town they were from. Uh, Mattoon, maybe? They were, um, Caustic, Caustic Defiance was the, yeah. name, was the name of the band. Bunch of skaters, skate punks. That's and... so great. I mean, I love it when that band band name sounds like a band name that's made up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like like a, like if you were gonna like make a movie about a fake yep. punk band. <laughs> yeah, well, Caustic Defiance. Yeah. Caustic Defiance. Yeah, and it's all good, the though. all the songs are about you know how skaters are you know looked down upon and you know it's 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 it's, it's straight out of high school, right? It's 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 you know angry angry high school skate guys. Uh, and, the, and then from Champaign, Illinois, with our local band was the Breeders, and the Breeders not the famous Kim. Yeah. Band That's or whatever, good. yeah. But uh, this was. A, did they record anything? They did. They had one single called Zen Punk, uh, seven inch EP. In your, which, is it in your collection? It is, and it now goes for big money. Well, reasonably big money on Discogs, right? It goes for over a hundred bucks, I think, which is crazy. Nice. Yeah. In fact, I do backing vocals on one of the tracks on it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Hard to believe you never made it from that. I know, right? <laughs> so, man, we got to put that in our advertising stuff somewhere. That's got to lend credibility to this show. Yeah, that's right. Sold about fifty copies would be great. Yeah, if we had any more credibility, I think we'd burst. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they were from Champaign, and then there was bands from Carbondale, and basically wherever there was a university, there was there was bands like sure. a, you know, million. Sure. And you're right, um, a million million bands back then. Yeah, they well, and you know, we've talked about that too. You know, the frustrating thing about collecting these little records is every time you find one, it leads you to another one. Right. It's like there's no end in sight, which is cool, you know, cool in a way, but but kind of uh <laughs> well, now, when will it add, man? Now probably the biggest band from, from downstate Illinois like that was uh the Digits. Yep. Who uh, they were from originally from Mattoon, Illinois, which is really in the middle of nowhere, and then they they moved to the big city. They moved to Champaign, right? That was a, that was a big move for them. <laughs> so so I know those guys real well, and uh, eventually Rick moved up to Chicago. So hopefully we might actually have Rick Sims from the Digits. Um, yeah, I was going to say this this is a developing story. I th- I'm sure we'll talk more about the Digits. Yeah. Yeah, we might actually have him on and interview him and see what he's been up to over the last you know 15 years or whatever. Because they're a big claim to fame. Well, they were a great band themselves, but they actually got a track on, or The Offspring, I should say, covered one of their tracks on that yes. huge, huge Offspring album. Was it called Smash or whatever that Smash, album was yes. called? They did yeah. Kill Boy Powerhead, right? Yep, Kill Boy Powerhead. Yeah, great, great digit song. So, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm endlessly fascinated by this. The, the fact that you know they're. It's always interesting when bands get better known. Because somebody else did one of their songs, you know. I always wondered how much, like, you know, how would the Misfits be as big as they are now if Metallica hadn't covered them? Yeah, that's a good question. Or like, uh, you know, Slayer did an album a few years ago. A few years ago, it's probably like twenty five years ago, <laughs> called Undisputed Attitude, and they covered a bunch of old punk songs. And it's a good, it's a good album if you can like the metally tinge stuff. But like, they did a, a few. Uh, I think they did a couple three verbal abuse songs and i was totally unfamiliar with verbal abuse but i literally checked out verbal abuse because i liked the songs that they did see and, and his... they probably made more money you know verbal abuse probably made more money from that than they did from selling their own records i imagine i'd imagine so yeah yeah um... but their stuff is the, the big verbal abuse album is just an american band available on Still available on Beer City Records. Check it out. It's good. It's good stuff. See, the funny thing is, and here's where our podcast comes full circle, because on the first episode, I had you listen to Code of Honor. And yep, yep, yep. Nicky Yeah, and this, the, the split-off band was Sick Pleasure with Nikki Sicky, who went on to be in Verbal Abuse. So yep. it all for their comes... first album, and then they had a different singer on their second album, which was called Rock Your, Rocks Your Liver. 
Bourbon oh. abuse rocks your liver. Oh dear, that which doesn't was sound good, good. But it wasn't as good. It wasn't nearly as good as just an American band. Yeah, that sounds kind of dodgy. Just from the... I'd love to do the thing like a lot of old punk bands did from that era, where yeah. they would like cover a classic rock song but change it and then probably not pay royalties or anything. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming. I mean, I don't I don't know. But uh, well. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully we'll we might uh, he might have Rick Sims on here to to do a little interview or something in a couple couple of episodes or something that would be cool. Be nice to yeah, catch definitely. up with him again. That's definitely something we we plan to do as we get our footing here. But you know, we're on episode number four here, and as far as we know, you know, nobody's ever really heard any of them yet. So we're gonna have like a backlog by the time we finally get pushed into the public consciousness. So. Hey, I always read in I always read in uh, in some of the beginners, you know, podcasts for beginners or whatever. It says you shouldn't just put up one episode when you first start. You should have like a whole bunch of them in the can. So there you go. Yeah, so that's we're so gonna well, have like six months worth. Well, that'd be good. Like we got to take a week off for Christmas or whatever. We won't have that. We'll still have one to. You know, we'll be talking about, in January. We'll be talking about the uh, fest. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, of October. So on, on a on a somewhat similar note, but different note. When I when I came over to your place, I noticed you had all your your singles boxed up. So yes, I finally sir. broke down and bought a couple boxes. For oh, you did good, good, good. I did, and uh, I, and the, but then I start going through them, and I'm like, uh, do I really need this anymore? What's what's good? What's bad? But I have I have about 170 singles. I have basically a box and a half's worth. Oh wow, I have five. I so, think shit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you know, and and I put a hundred something in the first box, and and then the and the second. But you know, when I'm on Discogs, it's almost all what I'm looking at is seven inches, honestly, rather than full length. So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy more. Well, I get that. More. I get that. So okay. So let's go back to that a second. You said because the wife is out of town, you went record yep. shopping yesterday. So what did you what did you end up buying? Anything good? I bought a ton of stuff, man. I'm I'm on a real frenzy lately. I love it. And. uh you know, one of the best like distributors of punk and hardcore is, is Reverend, or not Reverend, Revelation Records. Yes, they run a huge distro. Matter of fact, you know, you get all these stupid mailing list things. That's the one mailing list I enjoy. I get up on Saturday morning, and I get my cup cup of coffee, and I read the Rev HQ mailing list. Now they were a big, uh, weren't they? One of the big uh, straight edge. They were, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were hardcore label. Definitely. Yeah, hardcore label. I mean, they yeah. did the, you know, originally like like Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, Youth of Today, stuff like that. But, yeah. And and they still do that, but they also run a big distro. But they were doing like a ten percent off and free shipping over a hundred bucks. Oh, so you? So I, I ordered like one hundred fifty bucks for this stuff. There you go. What did you get? Um, just a ton of stuff. I got like uh, Poison Idea. Um, what's their uh, the one that was just reissued? Feel the Darkness. Okay. Yeah. Which is double double reissue with some extra extra tracks. I got Gangrene. Uh, what's their big one? Man, I'm 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 uh, I, I I got so much Neil. I'm like <laughs> um, another wasted night. Okay. Which is really the only Gangrene album that you need. I, I like their later stuff too, but that was their that was their classic album. I got uh, the Discharge album that I mentioned earlier. See nothing, hear nothing, say nothing. I got the Diglo Abortions, Fetus of Fetus, which is like their mid-80s kind of considered their classic, even though they had some great stuff later, too. Now, is, that the, the, is that the one with Ronald Reagan on the cover? Yes. Yeah, okay. I got uh, the self-titled first Sick of It All 7-inch. Oh, okay. Which is a great, like, 7 or 8 song 7-inch. I got the Cause for Alarm 7-inch. CFA, right? 
which was like their only i mean i think they did a split album too later on but that was kind of their they were another one honestly where they did that and that's about it i don't think they're around anymore but i, I got a bunch of stuff I, i'm kind of i'm kind of blanking out but this weekend i went shopping again and i bought another batch of stuff i got like the first bad brains album I got the damned Machine Gun Etiquette, which I was lucky enough to see them play that whole record earlier this year. Um, now, which press did you get for that? Is it a, is it a, just an brand, original or is it a Jurassic okay? Plastic, okay, one. yeah, they make yeah they do good stuff. Hundred and eighty yeah, gram and all that uh, stuff. And I, you know what? I, and you never know about these new pressings. Like I see the some of the old Social Distortion albums were are being repressed by this um, label called Craft Recordings. Huh. And I didn't know anything about this label, so you're always like, "Man, is it going to be shitty or whatever?" But it's... I got their I got their version of the first Violent Femmes album, and I put that on, and it sounds amazing. Craft? So I'm actually going to try to get those new Social Distortion reissues. Hold on a second, it's craft. C C R A F T. Yeah, I'd never heard of it because because they reissued them on whatever. I mean, I yeah, just some I just got a some crazy. Yeah, they, I just got I a box set. Yeah, working. I think they're just licensed. I think all these old like. I I don't know that Social Distortion owns their own stuff, and I think these these labels are just licensing them out. Well, that's interesting to do small batches of of vinyl, but you know they're only doing a thousand copies or whatever. I, I but anyway, I, I got to get the Social D reissues. At least Mommy's Little Monster, and uh, at least that Mommy's Little Monster, and uh, Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell, and uh, Self Titled. But yeah, I just got I actually just, those ones are not. I don't think being reissued by Kraft. I think it's only the independent ones. Uh, Mommy's Little Monster, Prison Bound, and uh, some of the later ones. See that? See that's interesting because I actually I I mean I've got a lot of the original albums because I I love Social D right, but um, I just got a box set by them probably a couple of years ago. It's got uh, it's got Mommy's Little Monster. <laughs> And oh, I can't. It's got four albums in oh, there. Oh, it's not like the independent years or something. Yeah, 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 it's got yeah, all their independent yeah, albums. yeah something split like up that. because it's the ones before the Columbia ones and then the ones after. Yeah, but I tell you what, quality-wise, they're not very good. Um, the, <sighs> the vinyl, the, the vinyl is. I mean, yeah, it's colored vinyl, right? Which is ooh, big whoop, right? Not not a big yeah. deal to me. Um, they're super flimsy. They're super flimsy, and they do not sound great. So I think all they are is a pressings off the CDs. I think that's all they are. So well, it's these actually new craft, these new craft records are heavy. I mean, I, I'm sure they're 180 gram, and they're it's just the sound. I said that Violent Femmes record. It sounds so good. See, it's funny you're saying that, and I'm looking this up on Discogs, and I can find no Social D albums that are reissued on Craft. Yeah, they not, always seem a little behind on Discogs, I must say. Okay, so this is brand new then. These are these are brand new yeah, represses. Okay, a couple Fridays ago they came out. Oh, okay, okay, cool. But I have I have bought a ton of stuff, and I'm uh, I'm like a, a junkie lately. I don't know what the pro- what my problem is. I'm like, matter of fact, a lot of them I haven't even opened them yet. Like I haven't taken the cellophane off them yet. That's a collector for you, my friend. That well, you've, no, you've but I'm a... just like, you know, no. Here's what it is. <laughs> if my wife's like. Uh, I might just be like, here, wrap these up for me for Christmas. Oh. Because I have so much to listen to. I don't even... Oh, I got the Reagan Youth, the first volume of the Reagan Youth. Now, didn't you buy that when you were with me that time in Chicago? No, I didn't, I didn't buy any LPs, if you remember. Oh, I just bought a bunch of singles. That's right. And we you ran, out, like of, a bunch we of ran out of time. Yeah. yeah. They had a lot of stuff there that I would have liked to bought. But I have I have a, a great record store here in Grand Rapids called Vertigo Music. That's I mean, man, it's so good. I, I could spend, I could have dropped a grand in there. Yeah. It's a great store. Good prices. Great great people you know it's just it's it's 
I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a paid paid uh, sponsor, but they, uh, man, they that's a great store. So I went in there and I actually, fry, I actually bought the damned record at a different place because I had to drop the kids off at an event and I had some time to kill, so I went over to a different little record store. But yeah, I, I'm 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 uh, I've had some money in my PayPal and I'm burning through it like crazy. <laughs> And I'm burning through my cash. I'm just buying, buying, buying. I don't know. If I, I just, you know, I have this dream that someday I'm going to have time to. Okay, so well, let me ask this. So, so why do you have money in your PayPal? Have you been selling stuff too? No, I, uh, I, I, I mentioned that I write, I write, do some writing for a magazine. Ah, gotcha. That's how they pay me. Ah, I see. Nice. So it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, dude, it's like it's free my money. money so it's, it's free not like money. My, yeah, it's free money. It's yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, I still I'm a good shopper, man. I look for sales. You know, all these labels will run sales sometimes, ten percent off, fifty percent off, you know. Like coming up on Black Friday, I know a lot of these labels are gonna be doing sales. Dude, and I I'm have... a big I'm a big fan of direct mail order. As much as I love my local record store, I do a lot of mail order still. I know I, you do too. I wish yeah, but here's the problem. I wish I could be as disciplined as you, right? Because I'm on discogs all the time. And Dude, um and and the I, problem I, I, is I, I, it's terrible. It's I am I am too now at work. If I'm at lunch and I'm bored or whatever, I'm on Discogs. If I'm watching TV with my wife in the evening, I'm on Discogs and I'm plotting out because it's always like, oh, I found one thing I like, but it's combined shipping. So let me go through all the rest of their stuff to see if I. Dude, exactly <laughs> right, exactly. And then you're like, well, I'm saving money even though I'm buying yeah, exactly. this thing I don't gonna, want. It's cost me five bucks to ship either yep. way. I might as well yep. throw some more stuff on there. Right. It's it's like uh, you know the new the new uh, that's gonna be that's the meme that should be my meme my personal meme. It's like sure Disney Plus is great, but have you ever been on Discord? <laughs> <laughs> and that's my other. So my my oldest son who doesn't live with us got. Disney Plus, but we share like Netflix with him. You know, we're like every we, yeah, we yeah. share all this, stuff, right? So, can't say that. Can't say that. They'll they'll get on you now. I guess. Yeah. But we have we have uh, Disney Plus now at the house, and I mean, I've watched like eleven episodes of The Simpsons over the course of two days. So it's like there's thirty years of Simpsons on there. I'm just like, man, I have so many things I could do sitting there watching Simpsons five right. episodes in a row or whatever. Yeah. Well, here's the problem with me though, because you know on Discogs. Once you start looking at it and you're looking at a particular record, you know, um, say some old hardcore single, say like the State one, for example, you know, you look at that for a week and suddenly the $75 to buy an original copy doesn't seem that expensive, uh. right? Because, because you look at it so often, that becomes the norm, that becomes the standard. So if one comes up for 65 you're like, holy shit, I'm jumping on that, like it's a bargain. <laughs> and so that's what I find myself doing. And it's terrible. I know I shouldn't be doing it, but... I do, right? Because uh, here's what I've been looking for recently. So I'm a huge Buzzcocks fan, right? The f yep. first band I ever saw, all that stuff. I have, I'm a completist. I have all the original singles. I have all the original albums. But then, you know, they, re they released albums throughout the 90s and throughout the 2000s, right? And I bought, I bought them on CD. But now I'm going back and trying to find them on vinyl. And the vinyl was very, very limited of some of those albums, like Modern and... Uh, vinyl all, was dead during all, that era, yeah, yeah, all set. It's very difficult to find the vinyl for those albums. So now whenever I find one, I pretty much jump on it. You know, and Discogs might have one. They might have one copy and it's in Japan. And the, the problem, problem with that, yeah, the problem with only one is, yeah, because they, they, they have to compete against each other to a certain extent. But if there's only one, they usually throw a wild price up there and see if they can get it. Exactly. And also because it's from Japan, you're spending 30 bucks in yeah, shipping. Yeah, you're 20 bucks to ship, yeah. Yeah, oh. and, uh, and then you hope that it shows up, right? So Yeah. Um, well, it'll show up, but you'll have long forgotten about it. It'll be a pleasant surprise. But again now, because because that price has become the norm, so if one comes up for 80, I'll be like, shit, that's 
that's a deal. I'm jumping on that right now, right? So, and then suddenly you get you're at home and you're like, "Wow, I just dropped eighty bucks on an album." Yeah, what the, probably that I you know that I might listen to once just because I needed to have it. You know, well, so. you know, I I I texted you yesterday. You I I texted you a list of the last five things I bought, and I've I've probably added twenty records in my collection in the last couple of weeks, which is ridiculous. I can't keep up that pace. That's not normal. That's just. I've been on a little bit of a, I'm having an orgy, a, a vinyl orgy. <laughs> but yeah. the last five things I bought, I already had on CD. Yeah. Well, that, see, so, to so me, I, to me, to me, that seems completely normal. So that, that's, well, see, you, know. you know. But I got my, so I, I am so much the CD era. You know, I got, when I, when I was a kid, the first thing I ever bought were, were LPs and I had a small amount of LPs, but the only way I could play them was on my old man's stereo. And, and, you know, dad would let me use the stereo, but it was kind of limiting. So eventually I switched over to cassettes because oh, yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. have a portable cassette yep. player. So I had a pretty good amount of cassettes. But then in 80, I think it was 88, we got our first CD player, you know, four times over sampling. My dad was a bit of a hi-fi buff and a record collector and stuff himself. So, you know, we had to get on the new technology, CDs, the future. You know, this was going to be the 100-year format. Yep. Never have to worry about it again. Meanwhile, they're all scratched up and they don't work for shit and your records still work, right? <laughs> exactly but, right. But uh, anyway, but so we got our first CD player in 88. So I started buying CDs and I always bought some vinyl too. And I, you know, I always had a record player and I, but mostly seven inches, mostly singles. And uh, so I have thousands of CDs. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I have thousands. I have two like six by six shelves that are full. Hmm. And it's mostly punk metal stuff, but I classic rock. But I've also, you know, as CDs have fallen out of favor, you know, you can buy them cheap now. But I have a just a huge amount, so I'm really trying to only buy stuff on vinyl that I really want to listen to. Really, the best of the best. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go through and try to replace everything. I'm, you know, that'd be insane. I'd be um, bankrupt. Until you see it one day when we're, when we're out at the record store and you see it yeah. and, then, and then you'll buy it. Of course you will. Well, it's 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 strange because there's different <laughs> levels. You know, I go to a place like Vertigo where they just have so much stuff I want. Yeah. You know, there's just a hundred records in there I'd want to buy on any given day. So I'm going through and trying to pick out five that I can, you know, justify buying or whatever. As opposed to like when I'm, we were talking about when I go antique with my wife or whatever and I'm just digging, digging, digging. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Deep Purple looks good. Yeah. Because... <laughs> It's just like it's it's rock and it's a and good it's, shape. Right? And it's there and you're there. So pretty much. Yeah. And I'm constantly buying. Right. And so it's, you know, Ramones and then Scorpions or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I always but I only pay top dollar for the top tier stuff that I well, you know. I'll, but it's an interesting mix because I'll go see a band play live and maybe I'll pick up an LP if I like them and Right. But you know, mix that and and you know, oh well I gotta have you know the first Angry Simone's album and I gotta have, you know, Annie Nowhere League's first album, you know, those are essential. You got to have that. And then it's next to some local band that you never heard of, you know, or some Huey Lewis record that I bought on Impulse for $7. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that man. I played that thing. It was great. My wife and I were whipping up dinner, singing along. Okay. So if you buy an album at a show at the merch, in the merch table or whatever, so do you know, okay, so what's your plan? Do you normally buy it after the show or do you buy it like before or during the show what's your what's 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 your what's your thing <laughs> you know there? when i was at reggie's the time when you had the broken wrists and weren't able to come with us and yeah, yeah. Reggie's in chicago i went there and they had a limited edition of this italian sort of semi-official pressing of tsol's dance with me album mm-hmm. and it was like the album and a t-shirt for like 
I think the album was twenty, and but you get a T-shirt for an extra five or something. And I was afraid they're going to run out, so I bought it and I ran all the way back to the parking lot, threw it in the trunk, and then came back to the show. Oh, that's a good move. Yeah, that's a I was good like move. sweating like a fiend. And then, um, but usually I just wait till the end. If they got plenty of them, I usually say, "Hey, you got plenty?" Oh yeah, we got a whole box. Oh cool, I'll wait till the end because yeah, you don't want to carry a record around. It's the worst. Well, you don't, but then at the end, especially if it's a small venue, you have the problem of. The, suddenly there's 200 people around the merch booth, right? Yeah. And you, and you, uh, and you, you can't get to it. Punk show. It's not usually such a problem at punk shows. Well, yeah, Reggie's, though. I mean, that's it's so, yeah. small, it's so small, right? Even if there was only I, 10 people around the merch, it might, you know. Last time we went to Reggie's, and, and, and I know I probably told you this story privately, but we, we were drinking like fiends. My friend Scott and I, you were you were, you were were there and you were drinking with us, but you were being reasonable. You had to go to work the next day. I had to go to work Scott, the next day, yeah. Scott and I were drinking like fiends, and, you know, we got done and we you know i woke up in the morning and you know we eventually went and got chinese you know we were staying in chinatown we went and got some egg rolls or whatever drunk as skunks and ate our egg rolls and um i woke up the next morning and my records weren't there oh shit and i was like oh you gotta be kidding me i had a i i mean i had a handful i had a, maybe three records and some cd people were giving me stickers and cds and stuff you know i happen to know a bunch of the bands that were playing at least a little bit and I was like, oh, my God, I left him at the Chinese place on the table or, you know, I'm trying to, like, retrace my steps. Yeah. And I walked back to my car and I opened the trunk and they were all in there. That's so good. Like, even even drunk Tom was smart enough to make sure he took care of his. Well <laughs> trained. His yeah, well trained. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. So they were safe in the trunk. Unlike me, who was wandering around Chicago by myself. Uh, <laughs> you know. Records were in the trunk and you were in the bag. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> That's excellent. But, you know, all's well that ends well, I guess. Yeah. Well, tell you what, I'm going to play another song right now. Um, yep, try, and, try and break this up. Yep. I am going to play, it's actually one of my favorite tracks by the UK subs. This song is called Barbie's Dead. It's off the second album, Brand New Age, from 1980. So this is Barbie's Dead by the UK subs. <laughs>
Okay, there you go. What, oh. what album did you say that was from? That was from the second album called Brand New Age. Brand New Age. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They went in alphabetical order. Yep, they did. So that was the second album. So yeah, Another Kind of Blues was 79. Brand that, New Age was 80. That's another band where I, 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 you know, I like, I kind of know their highlights. Yeah. But I'm not really that familiar with them. And I really need to, as we go into 2020, I've vowed to not necessarily entirely quit, but I'm going to cut dramatically back on my record reviewing because I want to spend more time listening to what I want to listen to instead of what you're always to be listening to, to yeah. strange stuff. And, and, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to make some kind of dramatic statement. Like I'm totally done, but it's probably going to be only on a rare, rare occasion. Though I'll probably still write about the shows I go to and whatnot. But, um, but UK subs are definitely one of those bands where I would love to dig into their early stuff a little bit. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Because they have so many, so many albums. But uh, I'd say you can't go wrong with the first two. Uh, Different Kind of Blues and Brand New Age. Brand New Age is actually my favorite. Uh, the third one, Crash Course, is a live album, so you could skip that one. And hmm. then the fourth one, Diminished Responsibility, is good. And the fifth one, Endangered Species, is also really good. Hmm. So any of the any of the one, two, four, or five. That must get you about good. the mid '80s. Uh, yeah, I think Flood of Lies was the F, and that's about as far as I go to tell you the truth. And that was '85, yeah, something like that. They did a they did a uh, I reviewed an album there's uh, a year or two ago they. And they've done two volumes of this now. They're called Subversions. Okay, yeah, but they're the doing a bunch of classic rock songs. Yep. I, I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't amazing. Right. Yeah. It, it seemed cool, it, like had a diodes cover on it that was pretty cool. I think it was called. I can't remember what it's called, but it, but it had, it had a cool few things on it. But I didn't necessarily need to hear the UK subs doing like Bob Seger. Yes, I agree with you there. And by the way, that little voiceover thing you just did—I that sounded like uh, oh, I, tired, I, <laughs> something about tired of being tired or something like that. Oh, okay, all right. What was that? You know the diodes or not really? Um, I know, I know the name. Because I heard that the cover was much better than the original song. I'm tired of waking up. T- tired of. It's called Tired of Being Tired. Tired is the name of the song. It's a cool okay. song, Diodes. Okay. Anyway, that was one like a cool song that it turned me on to. But, you know, they did like, I think they did Kick Out the Jams, MC5 song yep. and stuff. I mean, it was fine, but it was like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was just, yeah. would have been just... a great B-side or something, you know, but not necessarily a full album of, I mean, they did like Bob Seger's Get Out of Denver. They've done a lot of albums like that. Well, I think it's because uh, Charlie Harper, the singer, he goes back to like the '60s in bands and stuff oh, like definitely. that. I mean, he's in this, he's in his '70s now, so he probably played, uh, you know, did a lot of those songs in his early days. Stop, Bob you know? Dylan, how to play the harmonica? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely, like I said, definitely a band I want to get into more. So we're probably we're probably about an hour in, aren't we? We are exactly so. Why once do... again managed to you know not go over hardly anything that we potentially had on our agenda? No, we that's fine. We've always yeah. got something for next week to keep the people excited yeah, and coming exactly. back, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so why don't why don't you play yeah, a song? Yeah. yeah, I would say a couple things. I'm going to do this now, and I'll do it again when we're done. The email. We have an email. I think eventually we'll probably do a Facebook page or something. We yep. haven't necessarily got there yet, but that's probably something we'll do. So you can, you know, insult us in real time. But f- for the meantime, we have the, we have an email that is punktillidie77 at gmail.com. So if you want to get a hold of us for whatever reason, I can't imagine why you would, but if you want to, that's where we'll be found. 
Yeah, the people at so, Fast can email me nasty things. So that would be yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. All the thirty-five-year-olds with their skin-tight <laughs> denim shorts. Yeah. yeah, they won't be able to chase me. At their least, ear you vaginas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. Oh boy. So, you know, you know, a band that I love. You know, it's and it's funny. I don't know if this band could get away with being Canadian now. That so I love Daigle Abortions, and uh, I only get to see them once. And it was at Reggie's with uh, Negative Approach. And it was actually the first time that you and I ever met, Neil. We got together at that Scottish place and had dinner, and we went to that show, and you went and saw the Dead Boys at a different venue. Yeah, what's the chances of that, right? Two, yeah, ba- exactly. two, two, two bands you want to see? Two, old, two like, old punk shows in one night. On the same night, but at different venues. That sucked. Pretty but much. Yeah, yeah, but that was they a night. They should have had a, a fun next door to each other. Then we could have ran back and forth to both. Yeah, but, if the, uh, if, yeah, if the Dead Boys had been at the bar at Reggie's, and then your yeah. show was in the Rock Club, right? That would have been good. But... Uh, so they are they were a very offensive band but so funny you know and i think the great a lot of the greatest punk is funny but like has an underlying bitterness but also can kind of laugh about it right because the bands that were too serious were never all that much fun right right no for sure. have a little bit of humor so anyway the diggle bursts were a canadian band um great great funny stuff i can't recommend their their uh 80s and in the mid '90s or so, the main songwriter left for a while, but he's back now. So they, they had a couple of lean albums in there that weren't as good. But man, I really, I really love this band. So let's do something from their like mid '80s period. Um, they were Canadian, but that didn't keep them from like making fun of the United States. They had several sort of anti-Reagan, anti-U.S. songs, which was the style, style of the time, of course. But let's do uh, Ronald McReagan. This is and this is from their classic album, Feed Us a Fetus. Is that the first and album, or was that a that that was the second full length? Okay. I can't remember. Their first one was called Out of the Womb. Okay, <laughs> which I think was like eighty one or something. Offensive, yes, love it. But the reissue that I just picked up, they they have their own little label, Unrest Records or God Records or I, maybe they don't. I I don't know. It's a little Canadian label, but it actually has the they actually. The repress has all of Fetus of Fetus, and I think, I don't think every song, but I think almost all of the Out of the Womb album is on there, too. So it's like a 21 or 22 track LP. I mean, shorter songs. But yeah, we'll do the, uh, the album didn't have a title track, but I think this was kind of the key track. So this is Daigle Abortions doing Ronald McReagan.
So that was Daigle Abortions doing Ronald McRae gun. I think we better wrap it up for another week. Well, I, I just I just want to say though. Um, uh, final thoughts. Daigle, well, no, it's not. It's not a final thought. It's Daigle Abortions, right? I I'd heard them, but not really heard them, right? So. Yep. You told me how good they were, so I downloaded the album and started listening to it. And my daughter Lydia, they're now one of her favorite bands, so she oh, absolutely she and absolutely loves that that Fetus of Fetus album. She plays it all so the freaking time. One of the the first the first album I ever heard from by them was actually a real early '90s album, and it's called Two Dogs Fucking. And the thing that I thought was so funny was, you know, there was that at the time there was a big controversy about how a certain Providence of Canada, I don't know Montreal or whatever, had to have everything in English and in French. Oh, okay. And I'm sure this was I'm sure this was just a mocking of that, but it was two dogs fucking and then below it it had the French translation. <laughs> on Amazing. the cover of the album. That's awesome. Which is but that that's a great that's a great, great album too. Probably my probably the second best one after after Fetus Fetus. So Okay, I'm looking at that album cover right now. Yes, it's two two huskies going at it, and it says sixteen. It's like a stamp, right? It looks like the album yeah, looks yeah. like a stamp, and where yeah. it's where it should should but be the should price of the stamp. That, you should download okay. that too. It's such, it's such a great album. It's got a couple of jokey songs on it, but it's it's got a cover of the. I know you're a huge Crosby, Stills and Nash fan, so it's Aye. got a cover, it's got a cover of uh, almost cut my hair. And then does it have a wasp? W a s p? Is that a? That's a that's a that's that's a. Is that that metal thing? Original song. Oh, oh, it is. No, okay. it's, it's original song. I mean, okay. it kind of has a metal chuck to it, but... But there was a metal band called WASP, right, in the 80s, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a glam kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're thing. still around, too. But no, oh, it just stands oh. for what... I remember Wasp was a 80s catchphrase, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh, okay, there was you go. White, no, white Anglo-Saxon professional? No, Protestant was right. Wasp, yes. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. See, see, I, I was completely thinking of that, like mid-80s metal band for that for no, some I don't reason know. well you know we everybody always said the middle 80s metal band was we are satan's people or something like that but wasn't their album what what, what was their classic album called was it animal fuck like, fuck like a beast no, or some no, that shit like that was oh the headless children i don't know stupid shit yeah <laughs> i was yeah i was i never got into wasp i listened to some horrible music back in the day but i never got into wasp okay there you go you can put that on your tombstone That'll be exactly good. better than nothing <laughs> yeah all right Cool, man. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see yep. you all next week. Wrap all it right. up. Yep. Have, a, have a good time. See you. See ya.